You're listening to The Sikron Show, episode number 280. In this episode, I share with you how getting sick for seven months inspired me to become an entrepreneur. Welcome to The Sikron Show. I'm your host, Sikron, creator of Samba, the MBA program for online entrepreneurs. With each episode, I'll share with you inspiring case studies and interviews to help you achieve your dreams and turn your passion into profits. Thank you for spending time with me today. Building an online business takes time. I share with you proven strategies to help you get there faster. You'll also learn how to master your mindset, up-level your marketing, and succeed with masterminds. Today's episode is a rerun of my first episode, or episode number 28. I am sharing it with you again because it's an important part of my story and maybe it resonates with where you are on your journey right now or how you could be sharing your own story. I don't wish on anyone to get seriously sick and not be able to work, but this was the kick in the butt that I needed to finally find the courage to become an entrepreneur. In this episode, I share this difficult and insightful journey with you. And if you are ready, like I was at this time, to literally transform your life and business, head on over to sigma.com forward slash 280 for more information on the mastermind groups that I offer and how you can apply to join one. Several years ago, I got seriously sick. I knew I wasn't going to die, but I didn't know if I could ever work again. It was that serious. For months, I had had strong pain in my neck and right shoulder, followed by pinching ear pains and eventually daily headaches. I coped for a while on pain medications, but the painkillers helped less and less. And on November 25th, 2010, I couldn't go to work anymore. And for the next seven months, I was unable to do my job. My brain was full of energy, but my body said, no. How could this have happened to me? As an ambitious businesswoman, I was devastated to be unable to work. I was managing director of a medical technology company and wanted nothing more than to be able to do my job. Nobody knew what was wrong with me. I went from doctor to doctor and everybody tried to play my condition down. I knew something was seriously wrong and the doctors didn't have any answers except send me back to work. And the reasoning was that the health insurance wouldn't accept my condition. Yes, they could feel my stiff muscles when examining me, but what they couldn't see was my excruciating pain. And still, they were willing to give me three different painkillers so I could cope. One neurologist even suggested that this was all my imagination. I barely made it back to my car before the tears started to flow. I felt like the healthcare system was up against me. I didn't get why doctors didn't seem to want to help. 
but I didn't give up and tried to talk to even more doctors. Because of my strong ear pain, I went to an ear, throat and nose doctor without asking my general practitioner. The doctor was the first one to take me seriously. She said there was nothing wrong with my ear, but something was seriously off and she told me not to go back to work until we had this properly checked out. She referred me to her friend, a well-recognized rheumatologist at the most distinguished hospital in Zurich. But I had to wait three months for the appointment. So in the meantime, I did my own research. Early January 2011, I got a surprise Skype call from a friend in the US. And when he asked, how are you doing? I told him the truth. I feel awful and I'm in horrible pain. Shocked at my answer because normally you'd just reply with, I'm fine. But he wanted to know more. So I told him everything that had happened so far and the details of my pains. And he knew the answer. You have repetitive strain injury, RSI. As it turned out, my American friend had had a very similar condition and had also been unable to work for a while. Talk about the universe providing. When I thought nobody could help figure out what was wrong with me, few minutes on Skype and I had at least some answers. After I'd been sick for 10 weeks, my GP told me I had to go back to work. My condition was unchanged with strong pain in my neck and right shoulder, strong headaches and pinching pain in my right ear. Despite my concerns, he didn't give in and said I had to go back at least 50%. By this time, I knew my working conditions had something to do with my sickness and I believed going back to work was the worst thing I could do. I was devastated to have a doctor who cared more for my employer than me. I checked online for other GPs in my area and found another one, but my insurance didn't cover him. I was able to change my insurance so I could go to any doctor I wanted and booked an appointment with the new GP. Finally, I had a doctor who took me seriously and was determined to help me. He also had no clue what was wrong with me, but I told him all about RSI. Together we decided it was best to wait for proper diagnosis from the rheumatologist. And while we waited, I started to go to physiotherapist three times a week. Once a week for trigger point therapy and twice a week for medical massage as well. So I was doing six treatments a week. During the previous months, I had already tried various therapies and massages at my own cost, but nothing had helped. The new therapies and massages also didn't help much, but it sounded like the right thing to do while we waited for the specialist. I felt a bit more hopeful that there was actually do some doctors out there who wanted to help even if they didn't know what was wrong. By the end of February 2011, I had been sick for three months and I finally had my appointment with the specialist. He took my condition very seriously and did all the tests you can possibly do, including x-ray, MRI, bone density and more. 
I told him that I thought I had RSI. And he said that was not a recognized condition in Switzerland. Even though it's well known and recognized in the US and the UK. A few weeks later, I got a long report back from him with all the things that were wrong with me. And in summary, it was RSI. He just couldn't use that term. My GP, my physiotherapist, my trigger point therapist now all use the term RSI for my condition. And so far, my health insurance has paid everything for me for a condition that is supposedly not recognized in Switzerland. I'm internally grateful for the doctors who believed me and that my basic health insurance has paid for my RSI therapy. The worst part was not knowing what was wrong with me. I was in horrible pain, but psychologically it was even harder not to know what was going on. I started to avoid meetings and talking to people. It was not visible from the outside that I was sick, and therefore no one knew unless I told them. At the same time, I was not acting like my usual self, and therefore I felt uncomfortable being around people. And I just didn't want to talk about my condition until I knew what it was. I isolated myself, and only my closest family knew that something was wrong with me. Having doctors who didn't believe me and thought I was making this up was devastating. And while I continued searching for a doctor who would take me seriously, the people around me started to come up with stories of what could be wrong with me. My employer was the worst. He started to suggest that I had a burnout and just couldn't cope with the stress of working for him. I was insulted. He really had no idea. My job was really easy compared to the turnarounds and high growths I had worked on in the past, where I honestly was, if ever, much closer to a burnout. Even though I knew that I didn't have a burnout, I started to read about burnout and depression and even did some tests. And they all came back with the same results. I was the opposite of a burnout. I was a bundle of positive energy despite my excruciating pain. But my employer didn't stop there. He also started to stalk me. One colleague was sent to my home a couple of times to see how I was doing. And then they sent a consultant who could potentially help me. On top of this, his lawyer sent me a harsh letter with the demand to remove and delete all information relating to my employer that I had innocently posted online, even pictures which I had taken with his permission. Waiting three months for a diagnosis while being mopped by my employer was an awful experience. I started to worry about getting the mail or reading email or even receiving SMS. At some point, I had had enough and seriously considered suing my employer for harassment and got one of the best lawyers in Switzerland on it. Yeah, and got a hefty bill for the consultation. In the end, I decided to take a simpler and for my health safer route and asked my GP to write my employer a letter with the request to leave me alone. Finally, having the diagnosis was only a small relief because nobody knew what to do next. I felt alone with my pain and despite having found good doctors and therapists, I had to figure out what kind of therapy I needed. According to my rheumatologist, at first I need to quit my job. To him, it sounded like slavery to work such long hours doing such monotonous work. And secondly, 
he wanted to send me to a rehabilitation center for four to six weeks. Basically, he did not know how to help me, but he felt that by sending me to a clinic, they could try all kinds of things to figure out how to help me. I didn't have to quit my job like the doctor suggested. Shortly after the diagnosis, I was fired. In three months, I went from being the most highly regarded employee at the company to being fired because I got sick. I was honestly relieved. I had seen the worst of my employer and never wanted to go back, especially after all this harassment and backstabbing. And the universe had a solution. The day before I got fired, I was offered a new job. I received a phone call from an acquaintance offering me the position of a country manager for a software company. I told my friend that I was sick and couldn't work. He asked what was wrong and I told him that I had RSI. And then he shared that he had RSI too and had been sick for seven years, but he could work by using voice recognition software. This got me interested in the job and I discussed the details with him. Meanwhile, I tried something new, kinesio tape. I paid the physiotherapist $10 to put the tape on my shoulder and neck area. And a few hours later, I started to feel better. I couldn't believe it. After all the medications that were so hard on my gut, I had found something that helped and could get me off the medications. Finally, all the walks, stretches and the visits to the physiotherapist and the trigger therapist started to work. When I finally got the invitation to go to the rehabilitation clinic, I was starting to feel better. I decided not to go to the clinic and stick to the therapy that I had found through coincidence worked best for me. It was still a slow recovery, but the taping triggered something and helped me see the light at the end of the tunnel. I started to feel hopeful that I could eventually work full-time again. Four months later, I became the country manager for that software company. The job was ideal for me in many ways. I could work from home and had flexible working hours. The downside was that I had to drive from time to time to clients. And because of my RSI, this was difficult. Every time I drove for more than 30 minutes, the excruciating pain came back into my shoulder. Still, I was very grateful for my job and determined to do it well. After 15 months as a country manager, I realized though that it didn't make sense to have a local country manager. So I shared this with my employer. I basically signed my own notice with my honesty. Now I was without a job and still sick. I now knew that I was never going to work for anyone else again. This was the kick in the butt I needed to finally follow my dream and start my own business. I didn't know what it would be yet, but I knew I wanted to work from home, have flexible working hours and be location independent. After determining my lifestyle, I designed my business. And today I have a multiple six figure online business. I can work from anywhere in the world and I have an international clients whom I help create their own lifestyle business. 
It's been six years and I still have RSI. I can work full time, but I have not fully recovered. And it doesn't look like I will ever fully recover. Although I just recently started a new therapy and I'm being hopeful. I have various constraints in my life because of RSI, but also due to my other illnesses, which include asthma, allergy, cataract, gut sensitivity. My RSI is manageable with weekly visit to my physiotherapist and trichotherapist, but most of all because I have my own business. The way I've set up my business allows me to live with my chronic illnesses. It allows me to visit my physiotherapist and trichotherapist whenever I need them. It allows me to go for a walk in the middle of the day. It allows me to sleep in if I feel I need it. And all without asking someone for a permission or getting strange questions. The only downside of having my own lifestyle business is that I have the tendency to work too hard. I'm so passionate about my business that I cannot stop working. But at some point, my chronic illnesses flare up and remind me to take easy. This is the hardest part for me and something I need to remind myself of every single day. It may not be the best solution for everyone with a chronic illness to become an entrepreneur, but for me, it was the best medicine. If you're ready for a change and ready to literally change your life and business, head on over to sigma.com forward slash 280 for more information on the mastermind groups that I offer and how you can apply to join one. Thank you for listening to The Sigrun Show. Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, please share, subscribe and give the show a review on Apple Podcasts. See you in the next episode.